Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. Ohio Lake Soybean Oil developed at the University of Minnesota with investment from the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council has gotten a boost from the National Institutes of Health. True Soya Ohio Lake Soybean Oil could offer a healthier option for cooking while also improving cardiovascular health, according to a recent study. Minnesota Soybean Director of Marketing Programs Kim Nill joins this Field Talk podcast to talk more about True Soya. True Soya is a new soybean variety that was funded by the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council and developed uh, at University of Minnesota. Uh, the soybean breeder there that we've uh, supported for many years is Dr. Aaron Lorenz. And uh, he uh, began with germplasm uh, that was actually, if you will, created at University of Missouri. And uh, the Missouri Soybean uh, Checkoff down there had funded that research, so we want to acknowledge that. But anyway, they have focused uh, on uh, developing uh, high lake varieties. They all have one of the trade name Soy Lake, and uh, that are extremely low in linolenic acid content. And if you're not familiar with linolenic acid, it is the omega-3 uh, fatty acid present in uh, soybean oil, typically at around 7%. Uh, and was cited by the Food and Drug Administration a few years ago as the, the primary health uh, impact uh, component of conventional soybean oil when FDA granted uh, the right for a health label claim on conventional soybean oil. Uh, and I don't recall the exact wording, but anyway, that it, it has some health benefits, uh, mild benefits as far as uh, prevention of cardiovascular disease. Anyway, we felt and instructed Dr. Lorenz to uh, maintain the linolenic content in true soya, the true soya variety. Uh, so it's about 71, 72% oleic acid, uh, which meets the uh, FDA definition of high oleic uh, soybean oil. And there's an additional health label claim for that, again, citing there. The, the high content of an unsaturated fatty acid. So uh, with that as background, uh, we knew that we were really on to uh, a beneficial for health version of the high oleic soybean oil that no one else was. We confirmed with tests at Texas A&M University that it had just as long of, uh, of the increased fry life that is the primary uh, functional benefit of high oleic soybean oils. And we were confident that testing would reveal it also had uh, a huge uh, benefit uh, for prevention of cardiovascular disease. Because of our review of prior literature, a lot of research over the last decade has hinted toward it. Nobody had ever previously created a vegetable oil that was simultaneously high in oleic and little linic, but we were confident from the literature review to have uh, this cardiovascular benefit. So anyway, approximately a year ago, we were suddenly contacted out of the blue by researchers at the National Institutes of Health, specifically the lipoprotein metabolism section of the Translational Vascular Medicine branch. 
Now that's a bunch of uh, hard to pronounce words, but in short, uh, they are the world expert researchers as far as what is the impact of vegetable oil consumption on human cardiovascular disease. And they were just seeking to get a few samples of things like conventional soybean oil. And I think uh, they wanted plenish soybean oil. And that's one of the earlier high oleic varieties that, again, has almost no linolenic acid content. So I spoke to them and said, hey, we'd be happy to send you those two samples. But we would also really appreciate it if you do side by side comparison in your laboratory mouse feeding trials of this new one called Trusoya, we think it'll really show benefits. So they did. They fed uh, what are called special knockout lab mice. But anyway, they're engineered so that basically feeding them for an extended period of time, and 12 months was the length of this feeding trial, uh, they're, they're bred to, uh, in that short time, show the effects of what would typically be the effect in humans of a lifetime of veg oil consumption. And the results were dramatic. There was uh, a slight improvement over the control diet when uh, the mice were fed replenish high soybean oil, but a huge reduction in uh, plaque buildup uh, in the, the blood vessels of these mice for true soya soybean oil. So we are uh, thrilled with those results, and if replicated in humans, I mean, the impacts on improving U.S. public health in terms of cardiovascular disease would be huge. The National Institutes of Health claim should help drive markets for the true soya. Right, and uh, like I say, we always have to throw in the caveat that, you know, people should wait for human trials because these were just lab mice. Uh, although they are the recognized standard when you're doing this type of research. Uh, but beyond that, our review of the literature it makes us confident there also will be probably half a dozen applications in uh, feed market niches for this true soy oil, where uh, it has uh, some really unusual effects. So, for instance, in the really high-value uh, boars, uh, raised by pig genetics companies. Of course, they uh, collect the, the, the semen artificially and sell it by the straw. But anyway, uh, a really high-value, high genetics bore, if you could just increase the amount of semen produced, that would be serious extra profit for those uh, swine genetics companies. And that is the effect according to the literature of adding uh, omega-3 to their diet. So we think that'll be one of the first, you know, it'll be a small volume, but potentially very high profit uh, feed market for uh, the true soya in addition to the human market. Is true soya currently available or what's its status, Kim? Due to its newness, uh, there isn't that much available. It emerged from Aaron Lorenz's lab in time to be planted this year. So uh, it's uh, a modest amount, I believe around uh, 100 acres has been planted uh, and will be harvested this fall. So uh, at least uh, initially, probably, you know, greatly restricted as far as supply, but we're very much uh, hoping 
that uh, uh, interested food companies would uh, contact us here at the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. And indeed, if there is enough interest, uh, you know, the, that, that seed can be increased rapidly by two season production. So, for instance, we could go down to the country of Chile and have in the past and take that modest amount of seed. And again, if you get uh, typically a, a 40 bushel per acre uh, yield down there, why we'd have 40 times as much seed to plant next spring in Minnesota. And very quickly, you'd, you'd ramp up into large tonnages available. So this obviously is a very exciting uh, development and, and really lends a, a great deal of credibility to what you folks are trying to do with the true soya, I would imagine. Yes, we, we feel it very much does. And uh, for those who might not know, it's, it's really building on a, a, a many decades of history in that uh, Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council has funded development of new soybeans at University of Minnesota for at least 40 years. So an awful lot of the varieties, uh, for instance, planted by specialty food uh, uh, growing farmers uh, in uh, especially northwest Minnesota, but really all over Minnesota, were developed uh, with prior investments uh, by our organization at University of Minnesota. Thanks for joining us for this podcast. Find others at linderfarmnetwork.com and get the latest in farm news and markets from your local LFN affiliate.